the Tigers straight away. Game. Elliot. Oh! What a start. Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Inside NBL show, our weekly preview, our weekly review. It's a bit of everything. And um, yeah, look, we're heading into, what is it, round 18 now? Um, the pointy end of the season. Um, look, as always, we are brought here by the Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bank. I'm the Supercoach Matrich and I'm here with my co-host, Dragons forward, Harm Sele Hammer, mate. I'm actually clutching at straws with uh, with that gig, but I said I was going to do it for the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, how was your weekend? You've done well to this point, mate. Yeah, weekend was good. It was uh, it was, it was a little uneventful, but uh, good to sit back, watch a bit of basketball, moved up in the rankings like yourself. But what did you get up to? I spent about eight hours in the garden. So um, I tell you what, you should see my edges next time you come by. Um Fuck, man. I tell you what, straight lines. You are getting old. (laughs) Yes, I am. And I tell you what, followed out with a little bit of barbecuing on my Saturday night, you know, a little bit of beer can chicken. Uh, Drink half a bolter, put it in your chicken. Um, Yeah, put it in the Weber and I tell you what, let it burn. Barbecuing alone, your style. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Look, on today's show, um, we're going to cover the breaking news. Uh, we're going to go through how we went this week. Um, we're going to go through our squeeze of the week, of course, the round 19 preview, um, cover some of the better scores in round 18. Um, we're probably going to cover chat about some strategies over the next couple of mm. weeks, um, which is really important. We're, of course, you know, it's been open for 24 hours now. Um, so we're probably going to go through the most traded in and out, um, our trade and captain thoughts, and answering all your questions along the way. Today's PSA deadline is it is Friday, 4.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time. So if you work till 5 o'clock, you've got to get in probably on Thursday, I'd say. Yeah, well, my public service announcement is do your own research because Matrix has messed this up on more than one occasion. But <laughs> I'm pretty confident he's got it right this time. I did check. I did get you to double check and triple check. Um, not real good with the whole daylights. You know, you've got to take away and add an hour. Oh, yeah, I get confused. Carry the one. Um, I got you. Thank God Rob's not here anymore. I was trying to work out when he was finishing work all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Perth's um, a different country. Mate. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, should we cover some breaking breaking news? Let's break it. Thanks, Sandra. It's time for some news from around the league. Mate, Lamb, Sam Kekovic, oh. played eight minutes and broke our hearts and his Achilles, right? Yeah. This next round is going to be silence of the Lamb. There's not going to be any Lamb for us to uh, be bringing into our teams, and it's causing a lot of headaches for a lot of teams. He was uh, probably a lock for captain for a lot of us. Um, yeah, it does not look good, does it? Um, look, we're going to have a chat a bit later about who benefits because it's a mm. bit of a strange – it's actually really strange about who benefits when it comes to Lamb being out um, because yeah. they don't have an instant replacement. Um, yeah. But, look, I have Lamb in my team. I brought him in last week, a week early, thinking I could play him on my single. And, yeah. honestly, it was the difference between a good week and a great week. Absolutely. I did the same. It's, uh, you know, I was banking on a 30, happy to cop that in my starting lineup to be set for uh, these next couple. Um, yeah, absolutely throwing a spanner in the works, but this is what the pod's for, mate. We'll work through it together and we'll hopefully come up with a solution by the end of the night. Yeah, I tell you what, this is the, this is the therapy I need after, uh, after a long weekend of, um, <laughs> of NBL. So, um, yeah, look, at, at least I don't have to talk to my wife about it since we do the podcast, eh? I get the exact same comment. She loves this. So <laughs> she doesn't have to hear me talk about NBL for the next week. Brilliant. She just loves watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians while you're in here without your incessant whinging. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, mate, um, Ninnis, um, getting closer to closing in on a contract. What do you, what do you yeah. see there? 
Look, I'm, I'm seeing very similar to um, what's going on in Illawarra with Tatum. The, the word is that they're potentially going to offer him, um, which, look, he's done a pretty good job. Um, both teams, Illawarra and, and Adelaide, it's, the rosters really haven't changed. And so I think it is a genuine influence of that coach. Um, and so, yeah, look, he's in contention to uh, come in next year. I know Gorge's name was getting thrown around, but I would not be surprised if Ninnis is back. And um, what that does also mean for us, I know we've had some questions during the week about, you know, what's it mean for Adelaide if they find themselves out of contention for the play-in. Uh, I think they keep going hard and trying to win out because uh, he's going to want that record to be as good as it can when he sits down at the negotiating table. Yeah, and, like, I had that in my DMs, like, Yep. You know, are people going to throw in the towel? Um, they're going to keep playing hard if they want yep. Ninnis to be the coach, um, and they're going to be trying to get as many wins as possible. And I think mathematically, um, I know that you've got a little segment coming in where you want to have a chat about it later. Mm-hmm. Mathematically, there's still a chance? Mathematically, everyone's still a chance, including Southeast Melbourne, which is uh, probably just shows how close competition's been this year. Um um, oh my God, they were pretty awful on the weekend, weren't they? They rocked up with their uh, un- under twelve Division Three squad, and to be fair, they made a game of it. They honestly, they turned up like a team that turned up in Crocs. And when, as as a as a coach, uh, when you see the other team rock up in Crocs, you know, uh, yeah, you know, there's not much going on there. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, Mate, do we need to go through? Let's have a little bit of a chat about how we went this week. Uh, would you like to go first? Yeah, absolutely. Because you were throwing I'm, this week. Yeah, I, I made no secret that uh, as far as overall goes, I'm probably throwing it. Um, look, there's Brain who's uh, jumped in with a question. I won't be talking to him tonight, considering I'm playing head to head against him this week. But I, I was throwing it for season long. So um, I ended up with 384, top 3%. Um, a lot better than I expected, considering I started Lamb and uh, I captain Kel, which was solid. Only, only Milton Doyle scored more than him, but sitting about 683, I think, overall. So, look, not horrendous, but um, not as good as you, mate. You had a stellar weekend. Mate, I had 416 in respectable is a word that I'd use again. Um, I think I've used it the last three weeks. Um, I captain DJ. That didn't work. I had no jack jumpers, and Lamb got injured eight minutes into the single. Um, but I suppose having blokes like Humphrey and having blokes like Froling and Clark, which, oh, Froling didn't go very well, but Clark still went all right, all just, you know, marinating. Even the guys like my Todd Blanchfields and my Will McDowell-White chipped away there. Justin Robinson had a good game off the bench. Um, nobody really did that bad. Um, and I suppose this goes with what Matty Granger said is need to go big or go home, need a pod or a pod captain. Well, I tried it out with a pod captain. I thought DJ3J could have outscored Kel uh, with some of the matchups. It didn't quite work out, probably cost myself a few spots, uh, but I moved up 42 spots into 433rd. So, um, yeah, still moving up a little bit every week. You know what's just that little bit more impressive than your weekend, uh, Metric? What? It's our Insight Community team, 44th overall, despite starting Lamb. Uh, mate, that's pretty impressive for the, for the group, right? Yeah, they got 406 this week, which was enough to move up eight spots. And I know that the, the boys are already having a chat. I don't know if there's any girls in there. In our Discord um, about what they're going to, what they're going to do this upcoming week. Um, mm. We have perfected the um the thumbs up and thumbs down uh rather than just liking comments um to make it a little bit more streamlined uh we're learning as well guys um Mm. but yeah inside unlimited's been going off as well um it's something that we've that we've rolled out it's 25 dollars a year it gives you access to us um to have a little bit of a chat uh we of course cover all sports nrl afl nba um of course our nbl and our bbl as well um, you get all sports for $25 or $15 for just MBL. Um, we're doing it free for the rest of the year, which is only a couple of weeks with MBL. Uh, but, yeah, leading into next season, um, it's going to be a big big portion. We're going to have late mail. Um, you're going to get direct lines. We're going to be able to rate your team and um, give you individual tailored help. Yeah, 
might have to uh, plug my abacus in and learn how this Twitter thing works. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, mate, um, let's have a look at our squeeze of the week. Of course, it's always brought here today by the standard squeeze. Um, go get 15% on us um, through Insight 15. Um, they've been extremely generous to us throughout the uh, the course of our 12 months. So we use all their products. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, pop on the website, have a look at what they've got. They've got cool hats, they've got drinking gear, they've got um, coffee cups, they've got wine coolers, uh, they've got it all. If you're struggling for a gift for anyone as well, um, there's plenty there. Um, but Nathan from Trickshot has scored 512 points this week to get a four-in-one or standard squeeze pack. How he got there was captaining Trey Kell, having Doyle Humphreys, McVeigh and Magne starting, but still having DJ and Crawford on the bench, um, which Nasty. scored exceptionally well. Um, so, yeah, congratulations, Nathan. Uh, you've won yourself a standard squeeze pack. That'd have to be pretty close to the overall weekly winner, right? Is he, is he driving away yeah. in a car? Yeah. Um, oh, maybe Dave's driving away in a car. Um, yeah. I've been, um, I've been chatting to him. Uh, Mitsubishi? <laughs> I've been chatting to him a little bit. 525 took out the week. Um, so trick shot was fifth overall for the week. Um, yeah, yeah inter- interesting week. Um, but Dave is still holding out um, uh, with the Do It For Jack team uh, by 60 points. Um, yeah. mate, he would have to be sweating absolute bullets. He was a couple hundred up. He was 90 up. Now he's 60 up. Um, I don't think he had lamb, um, but. Oh mate, wouldn't you be sweating if you were sitting number one just by a oh. um just by a hair? It's it's a nervous uh nervous weight, isn't it? Like every decision is big. Who do I captain? Where's my pod? Like you you'd be studying the teams below you, man. But this is, I mean, I've never been in that position. But this is exciting. I'm I'm excited for him. This is big. Yeah, yeah. A new car. That's life changing. Oh. Spoken like a true car salesman. <laughs> um, mate, do you want to have a chat about you working out where everybody's going to land on the NBL ladder? Because I think that'll yeah. impact our strategy going forward. Yeah, look, look, a few guys have... Well, we've been talking about it too over the last couple of weeks with um, well, mostly Melbourne and Perth. You know, are they going to rest their stars? And pretty much what we've said is if they've locked up top spot, second spot, can't move up or down, that's probably the way we see them resting. But um, look, a little article on the NBL website today has sort of broken it down a bit. Um, look, and it's more of a logjam down towards that plane. So those guys are still playing. But um, look, Melbourne United has likely sewn up top position on the ladder, courtesy of their win over Southeast Melbourne and Perth's defeat of New Zealand on the weekend. So uh, Perth going down to New Zealand was, was big. If, if Perth had have won that, Melbourne lost, it would have been very, very tight for that first place finish, um, you know, which would have had some some implications for us saying, well, these guys aren't going to rest their players. Um, what we're looking at now is I think it's pretty set. Um, Tassie can still mathematically finish second if they win their two and Perth lose their three remaining games. So I feel like this weekend we'll, we'll know for sure. Um, there's a, there's enough that'll play out this weekend that we'll have a good idea for that last week what'll happen. Um, I, I don't see him resting in Perth. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? But like John really doesn't. Does he know how to call a sub? Four guys play 38 minutes a game. It's yeah. he's got any other tricks. I've actually felt like I was going to bring Joe Luala Chul in mm. this whole time, like Humphreys yep. to Joe Luala Chul this week. Um, but I'm getting scared off by these exact thoughts. Um, that I think Joe Lola 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 doesn't. Yeah, I think he's it. the one who does play. He, okay, he's missed so much lately with the, the personal leave or whatever he was on. You know, he's had a couple of good games. I think they're going to want to get some form into him leading into the playoffs because um, playoff JLA is going to be be the difference maker. Yeah, so maybe he's one that you could target. Um, like other guys that so this week there's just a couple on doubles. It's Illawarra and it's New Zealand. Um, yeah, they're great apart from Lamb. 
Um, yeah. Now might nearly be a good time to have a chat about um, who benefits from Lamb being out. But round 20, there's four, uh, which is, of course, Illawarra in New Zealand. So if you can get any of those blokes, then great. Get them yep. in. Uh, but if you want to pot it up, it's Melbourne and Perth, which are yep. the two guys we were talking about that have locked in their spots. Yeah. And what, what further impacts it too, Corey Blackledge has just jumped into the chat. Um, there is a fever break in there as well. So there's another week where you're going to get your rest. Maybe they don't rest these guys because they, um, you know, you don't have two weeks out of the game, do you? Like it's, I know it has happened in, in years gone by. I'm not seeing it really happening this year. Okay. Those squads are too deep. Yeah. I Like, I definitely, like, think, like, if you're looking for a downgrade option and you're going somebody like Usher or someone, I don't see him. All I'm worried about is, like, your Cottons. I'm probably, like, your Delis, like, the older sort of players yeah. on the teams, aren't we? Aren't we talking, like, Travis yeah. probably still plays? Yeah, potentially. It's... Who are their matchups? Are we looking at blowouts? Ian Clark's one I could see getting arrested. Yeah, he's been banged up. Um, so yeah. Perth are playing Illawarra and yeah. Perth are playing Tassie, uh, which they'll want the win. And Melbourne are playing Cairns and Melbourne are playing Illawarra. So Yeah. Yeah, look, I'd be – look, I'm not going to – I'm going to say I'm semi-confident that they don't get rested. But let's wait till okay. this, this week goes by and we might have a better idea. But – uh there are Did teams we, that are playing for their lives. Are you going to look to target people on a double this week? Like on a uh, double this week and then a double the following week and just really load up and have a starting five of Illawarra and New Zealand players? I think, I think the way you go is if they are legitimate players, you'll play them on the double and you'll write them out. So we're talking guys like uh, Gary Clark, your Sam Frolings, um, what would have been a lamb before the injury, your PJC. After yep. that, though, it gets a little thin, doesn't it? Like, if you compare a Cotton, if you can get him in a week early, uh, a Cotton versus, say, a Tyler Harvey or Justin Robinson on a double. So a Cotton single versus their double. Are we looking at pretty much the same numbers you'd expect? I think so. I think Cotton drops 40-odd. And Justin Robinson's best game in weeks was 28 this week. Like, yeah, um, it might cost you 10 points. You're not captaining either. No. No. So I think and it does save you for the week after. We've got a lot more, um, you know, room to play with, with different teams on doubles. I think we've fallen into the trap time and time again this season where we've chased the double and it hasn't paid off because we've been – Chasing guys on a double who are probably subpar. And that's yep. where I see Justin Robinson's near Tyler Harvey's inconsistent, haven't reached any great fantasy heights. Um, I mean, it, it's not out of the question. In, in fact, it's probably pretty reasonable to say Cotton has a 40 and Justin Robinson has a 15 and a 25 and they break even. Yeah. 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 I, um, I agree with you. Yeah. So I think, I think that's sort of where we're looking at with this. Um, I think that that covers some of the strategies. Um, again, as we did last week, our reviews are brought here by Ryan at Astute Newstead. Um, you can get in contact with him. Um, Hamo's Home Finance as well. Uh, you can use promo code INSIGHT and he'll give you an obligation-free finance quote uh, to refinance your home to find out how much you can borrow. He gets in contact with 40 different lenders to get you the best rate. Um, but when we're talking about reviews of the previous games, uh, we're probably just going to talk about the best players last week. Um, and there was no one better than your boy, was there? My man, Milton Doyle. He came through the goods, but like once again, this guy just lets the game come to him, doesn't he? He's got a lot of Leroy Loggins about him. He, uh, both games, you know, you're watching the first quarter, I'm thinking, oh, Man, he's not doing much tonight. And then all of a sudden, you realise he's got ten assists. He's he was solid. The, the Jackies were back this weekend. They were they were looking solid. McVeigh was another one who was um, looking really good. Um, but yeah, look, top scored um, Doyle, which was was really nice for those who had him. 
uh, only just behind him was Trey Kell, another guy that I had in my team. So, I did you see the weekend? I'm, I've got mad regrets from not bringing in DJ, from bringing in DJ 3J instead of Milton Doyle and still having yeah. 120K in the bank. Um, yeah. I think that gives me a lot more flexibility this week to maybe go yeah. a week early on a on a cotton or one of those other guys on the double to finish the year. But look, DJ 3J can go big and I was punting, but maybe I should have just went with Milton Doyle since he's only 11% owned anyway. Yeah, look, I think sometimes we get carried away with the, you know, we, we talk ourselves in and out of things with, with whatever stats we want to see. But look, Milton Doyle, Despite what it appears to the eye test, it's been a little bit of a down year or, or sort of a down patch. He's still been great. Um, yep. He's under contract again next year. Um, so he'll be back. He'll be a guy who'll feature heavily in our squads again. But, yeah, look, 3J was a pod. It, it could have gone either way. Um, it, and he didn't play bad. It's just that, like, Kel was great. Um, yep. And then they had times in those games where they were just getting outplayed as a team, um, especially against the Jackies. Uh, he still hit shots. He just didn't have all the extra extra stats we were hoping for. Mate, he's got a five-round average of 44. Um, not really going to bag out DJ 3J too much. Still had the fifth highest score for the week. Uh, we're still yeah. going to be chatting about him. Not completely disastrous. It's not like I'm talking about a 20. But just when I have a look at how many spots I could have got moved up by, I was going Milton Doyle, talked myself into a DJ 3J, and, um, yeah, just got burnt a little bit. Talking of um, getting burnt, I just saw uh, Lamb. Not only did he snap his Achilles, he dropped, like, 60K. Yeah, That is brutal. I don't. I'm glad I don't really need the money at the moment. Um mm. You know what I'm sitting. I'm sitting here on a house full of uh, full of cash, uh, but yeah, that does hurt. If that was your ticket to, well, you probably weren't going to trade him out. To be completely honest, but he's not playing the rest of the Supercoach season. Exactly. It would have been nice to have that little bit extra up your sleeve. But like, like Globals just jumped into the chat saying, "Pinder, he balled out. He had a 53 on the weekend and and looked all kinds of dominant." Yep. But the the 60k that uh, uh, Lamb lost probably what our pinned again. So, look, it's throwing a few little wrinkles in towards the end of the season, and um, I guess we just got to roll with the punches in this one and, and scrape together through these last two weeks. Yeah, we've got to adapt, and um, Adelaide had Isaac Humphreys with the 66 as well. Adelaide had three players um, in with the um, in the top five. Of course, that's due to the double. Uh, but, yeah, Pinder's the only guy in the top eight that wasn't on a double. He was sensational. Yeah. But it's also something we probably didn't see coming because he has been, if we're being completely honest. Dog shit. Um, yeah, exactly. It, it's not the Cairns Pinder we were hoping for that had come across the can, uh, to Perth. Um, but, hey, maybe he's peaking at the right time. Um. Jordan Crawford, 61. He's a firecracker. Um, mm-hmm. We could always expect it, uh, but after so many down weeks, uh, t- turned me, myself off. That was sort of the kind of player like yep. DJ3J that I took a punt on. DJ was just probably in better form at the time with a five-round average of 44 instead of a five-round average of 35. Yeah, look, he's, he's just got a very, very big bearing between his best and his worst. And and we've seen it before even on double headers. Like one game he has two and the next one he pops up for 50. He's a, look, he's a solid player. Um, and we've said it before too. It's not often that you get Doyle and um, Crawford on at the same time. But, but that last game was – it was clicking for the JJs. They, they were looking good. And, and remember, they've still got Majok Denger to come back. Other news out of yep. that game – Magne versus Taj McCall versus Paddy Miller. WWE SmackDown. <laughs> Mate, Will, was... Will Magne's got a bit of fire in him, doesn't he? Mm, man, that was some cheap shots on him. I can't believe he even got like a suspended sentence or something. That was that hit that McCall gave him, that was ice hockey esque. Yeah. McCall and, and Miller were backing each other up that game. Oh yeah. Those guys were uh they're obviously talking, and, and Tars said, don't worry, man, I got him next play and whack. Um, 
look, glad he came back the next game because it did look pretty ordinary when he was off struggling to breathe. But um, he was impressive again too. 20 minutes, um, double-double the other game. Uh, it, it was, he's got to be sixth man of the year, right? Oh, I don't know who else is in the ballpark. It's not going to be Aaron Baines. <laughs> no, the answer is never Aaron Baines. ADK Aaron Baines. Um, yeah. Look, we'll cut, we'll chat about a couple more. Jack McVeigh. Um, after probably, would we say a disappointing? That was a, just a pretty midweek from Jack McVeigh. He was just happened to be on a double. Look, the, the first game was a bit meh. He still, I think he eked out like a low twenty or something. Um, the second game was yeah. good. He had like thirty six. I think he he scored the ball well at, at twenty six actual points. He was only about two rebounds off uh, a double-double. I think he finished with eight, and he had seven at three-quarter time. So throwing a block, he, he was good. And the minutes were there, which is what I like about Jack. They don't really um, change their formula too often. He's, he's very consistent to get that sort of 30, low 30 minutes each game. Um, Gaz Clark with a 46, um, maybe yeah. shoring up the fact that he's a genuine captain option this week. Yeah, absolutely. I think Illawarra, uh, they're that team that are playing for their season. They've, they've snuck into fourth. Um, it was fortuitous that uh, the Brisbane obviously lost to them, um, which, which made them leapfrog them. But that, that fourth spot is far from safe for them. Um, you know, first, second, third seem to be a lock. Fourth, yep. and then fifth and sixth through the playoffs, that's where the action is. And any of those teams competing for those spots are... They're going to be leaving it all out there. So I'd imagine Gaz to play some pretty heavy minutes. Um, yeah. Go that's, get it, boy. That's about everybody that I really want to talk about, uh, except about how disgusting it is that Denzel Valentine goes and gets a 40 after ruining my season all fucking year. Yeah, and last two just... Seriously. Oh, better late than never, but... Way to wait until your season's irrelevant to uh, actually perform. Way to, way to wait until I trade him out, I think. Um, mm. Look, the previews this week, uh, we're probably going to be chatting about New Zealand. And look, we're get, in all fairness, we're going to be chatting about New Zealand and Illawarra. They're the only mm-hmm. teams on a double this week. They've both got doubles the following week. Um, this is brought to us by Bonus Bank, um, Australia's biggest match betting website. Um, look, yeah, you do get discount on your first month, but you can just pop in, make an account, and get access to some of their tutorials to start. Just work about how you can use bookmakers against other bookmakers uh, to make risk-free investments. And, um, yeah, bank, bank some cash, basically. Um, not too bad, but... Illawarra and and Adelaide. I've talked about Adelaide for so many weeks now. It's time to start letting letting it go, man. Um, Considering the first half of the season, we said we will not uh, talk about Adelaide. It was almost like he who should not be named. Lord Voldemort was coaching the 46ers. Yeah, they were Voldemort. But I tell you what, new coach, new lease on life. Drake Hell was playing like a basketball player rather than me in C grade. Um, Yeah, it was good. Very good. Um, mate, New Zealand, um, look, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Anthony mm-hmm. Lamb's out. Um, yep. He plays a, I would say, Dude. the biggest role in the team. Um, mm. I think Cheatham, Parker Jackson Cartwright, I could even see Ch- Cheatham sliding across and Mango playing a bit more of a role at, at center so that Cheatham can play a bit more power forward. I mm-hmm. like even Will McDowell White can find himself with some some shooting guard minutes. Ribs to vicious. Um, I think they're going to do it by committee. There's not going to be a guy that steps in to the Anthony Lamb role, is there? No, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head there. That it's going to be done by committee. Um, I, I don't mind the idea of um, Mango playing more at centre. Cheatham, we know, can play inside outside. He, he can move. The shot's still a little bit suspect. It's not like Anthony Lamb, like who was a genuine three-point threat who could also take you down the post. They've lost a massive piece of what they do. Um, however, 
Keatham was meant to be the guy before Anthony Lamb came to the party. They realised how good he was. So, look, I, I don't. I, I definitely see Keatham becoming much more of a focus. Um, we know he struggled with foul trouble too. So, there's a, a bit of a, a red flag there if we're bringing him in. Um, but I think you have to bring him in. He, he's going to play. Keatham's Chief, must own for me. Yeah. With the the other minutes that are going to go around, though, because Cheatham was already playing big minutes. Mango might play a bit. You might see an extra couple of spot minutes from Dane Pinot, but um, I feel like you're going to get more out of that three spot. Abercrombie might come in. He plays at three up to a small ball four. Uh, and Rooster Vicious, I think those two are your, probably your, your beneficiaries. Um, yeah, look, Rooster Vicious has been great. Um, Abercrombie's been doing it for years. He's a lockdown defender. I don't see anyone else really. What will happen? They bring Liafra in for a few more minutes or McDowell White, and then everyone shifts up a position. It's just going to be like that, isn't it? I think so. I'm not sure I see Ribster Vicious as super coach relevant or not bringing in Ribster Vicious two games from the end of your season Mm. to do anything. Um, I think. It, I think Cheatham is must-own. I think Parker yeah. Jackson Cartwright is must-own. I yeah. think that they – I think they're going to become your two guys. Will McDowell-White will get good minutes. Um, Ripster Vicious will play good minutes. Liafa will play good minutes. But I'm not sure they're super coach relevant. It, it's not end-of-the-world stuff, though, because you imagine <coughs> your power forward centre position in some combination is going to be filled between Sam Froling, Gary Clark, would have been Lamb, probably now Cheatham. So your starters are sorted. Um, yeah. It's just that your bench gets weaker. Um, yeah. It's more the two guard spots that are the worry this week and then the difference, because a lot of these teams we're seeing are going to be very similar. Um, I might have honestly... And a couple of guards. I might honestly still be holding Lamb until next week. That's it. worse. I've held Bawali Bales and Krizlovich for half the season. Yeah, at least they get negative two. Like, Liam's at least going to get me zero. Won't drop price either. Um, look, I've, yeah, I've got Gaz. I've got Froling. I've got Robinson. Um, look, uh, we've we've chatted enough about New Zealand and the guys that we could target. Um, oh, hang on. Rob's punk. Go on. Let's answer his question. Gary Clark or Zylan Cheatham, if you had to pick? Gaz. Yeah, I would not be surprised if either if both of them average over thirty eight per game next week, though. Mm. Look, they're both great. This is where you whip out your usual uh, fake Spanish or whatever it is with your Macasa Sucasa, my house. If you if there's if there's a world where you can get both, if you have two trades and you can find a way to get both of those guys, you've just hit a home run this this week. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. Um. I really like Brano's question earlier. Who's your pick of the Illawarra guards? Because um, there's a bit of a timeshare. There's a bit of a job share. Um, yeah, I think they're running with whoever's hot at yeah. the time. It was Robinson in the last game, but Harvey's worth more money because he's been scoring better. He's got a three-round average of 42. Um I don't know what Justin Robinson's three-round average, but as yeah, an owner, look- I can tell you what, it's not 42. I think Harvey's the choice. If you put aside the recency bias of the round that, that Robinson had, Harvey starts. There's been games where Robinson's played all of 10 to 15 minutes off that bench. It's just that he came on, he had an impact early in this one, and they rode him for a bit longer. Um, look, I was really high on Robinson at the start of the year, and I've been severely disappointed. Um, but Harvey was, was pretty ordinary on the weekend too, so... I don't think you're getting a great play with either, but I'd, I'd probably hedge my bets and say Harvey's the um the safer option there. I think now that I own Robinson, I would prefer Harvey. But now that I've made my bet, I'm not like going to burn a trade to go Robinson to Harvey or anything stupid like that. Yeah. Also, if, if Braino's listening, um, I think the best guard out of Illawarra is probably Bawali Bale, so you should jump on that. Um. I think um, I think what you were saying is um, Hammer is in Spanish. Uh, they call it uh, "fuck you." 
Um, so yeah, thanks, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's let's head down to Illawarra. Um, I think that's down from New Zealand. It's probably not. It's probably sideways. Uh, but you want you want Gary Clark. You want Sam Froling. You want probably one of Robinson and Tyler Harvey. Potentially, I, I don't like. We said before. I'm probably of the opinion that a Cotton, possibly a Kell, may be better than a Robinson on, on a double. Um, I wouldn't yep. be selling, you know, the whole, whole everything to, um, to bring them in if I didn't already own them. Um, it really just depends how many trades you've got up your sleeve. But who are you getting rid of you to get, get Robinson to. at that price? Um. Milton Doyle and banking 100K. Um, Jack McVeigh. Uh, mm-hmm. Like all these guys that, that are on doubles. Um, you can go a Kel down and bank 100K. Um, the worst thing is I'm finding I don't – like I have Chatham um, and Gary Clark. So I'm struggling to bring in anyone at forward. I don't want anyone at forward basically after having Gary Clark and Chatham. So that's why I'm benching Lamb. And, like, I want to bring in Parker Jackson Cartwright and somebody else. That's basically where I'm at. Probably the luxury I've had with Lamb is that I was playing Jack McVay at guard. I can get rid of Lamb, move Jack McVay to forward, and I can spend that cash at guard. So that's that's the silver lining out of this entire uh, shit show. Uh, yeah, Lamb being out has really cucked us. Um, they're the two, and then when we go into the following week, who would you consider going a week early from, I think it's Perth and Melbourne. Um, is it just Cotton? Um, is it an easy pivot to get Cotton in this week? Expect a 40, and then if it looks like he's going to get rested next week, trade him back. Out again? You get at least you can go to anyone from Cotton. Exactly. I don't know. And that's the luxury of having some some highly uh, <coughs> priced players. You, you can pivot, you know, wherever you need to without having to make multiple trades. Uh, Cotton's Cotton's a target. Uh, JLA is probably the only one from Melbourne I'd look at, or maybe Travers. However, Travers at, at board, you're pretty, uh, you know, log jam with Gary Clark, Cheatham. Are you really gonna? Get rid of them unless you're really after a pod and you hope Cheatham uh, stinks it up. There's not really much else, is there? I don't see anyone else from Melbourne really going big. Pinder? Pinder might be an option or Doolittle? But I wouldn't go a week early on Pinder. He's been so bad that he's went and got... <laughs> he's went and got 53. I can only imagine what that is. Uh, went and got 53 last week. Um, Loz, it's 8 o'clock. Um, and (laughs) like he's went and got 53 and he could just bang out 20 this week. And then everybody's completely off him going into next week. Like that's where I'm at with Pinder. I've just completely lost everything you just said. (laughs) The Pinder beast. The Pinder. Yeah, for sure. I I agree a hundred percent. Um, thanks for that. I think I hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, and if I was bringing in any from one from Melbourne, maybe I don't know, like maybe I'll just go lamb to Travis and just roll the dice. I don't know. If you've got a guy who's scoring zero, like you could go to Travis and be very confident that you're going to score more than a zero, uh, as long as 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 he plays. But look, yeah, I don't love your idea of holding lamb, I think. I don't know what flexibility you got position-wise. And even if you downgrade to maybe like a Mango or a um, a Rooster Vicious, if you got a spare trade, I, I don't know. Who's Anyone got a boost I, left? No. Did the no, community team I've got a got, boost? Yeah, the community team does, I think. They're going to boost out of their Adelaide players, I believe, this week. Sensational. Um. Can I just mention that Braino's going on about my geography matches New Zealand to Germany, and Rob Spunk is saying my Spanish is second to none. So, um, yeah. Oh, fiesta. Um, look, I could bring in, like, a Harvey or someone. I think it's Parker Jackson Cartwright and somebody at 
forward. And I will make my mind up in the next 20 minutes when we get to our trades. Um, yeah. Should we go through our most traded in and out, which is maybe going to double tap some of these discussions yeah. we're having anyway? Yeah, let's run through it. Um, do we want to go hot or cold first? Oh, I like that cold in here clip. Play that one. Must be in the atmosphere. What have we got in the cold side? Well, uh, my internet's slow, but 18.6% of people are trading out Anthony Lamb this week. And I wonder why. Lucky Australia Day's over because we love our lamb. <laughs> Silence of the lambs. We're not hearing from that guy for the rest of the season. Um, Trey Kell is the is the next guy traded out. I think he's a guy you could play on a single in Brisbane. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, it's a lot of money now, isn't it? I mean, a lot of guys picked him up pretty cheap. So you're cashing in now, but... Uh... It's a lot to hold on your bench, isn't it? If you're going to go for maybe a Harvey or a, a Robinson, isn't it? I think it's maybe going a Kel to maybe I'll try and hold Kel. I think he'll score well. I have a lot of confidence after he's 83 in the last yeah. week. Hold him, and then if it looks like um, Cotton's going to play next week, I can go Kel to Cotton. Yeah, I was almost in Kel to Cotton this week. Yeah, so was I, but that means I don't play Anthony Lamb, and I think you talked me. But that means I keep Anthony Lamb, and I yeah. think you've talked me out of that one. I just hate forwards, and I'm not finding a lot of guys in forward that I want. Um, but yeah. I'll have a bit of a chat about who I've researched my way into uh, when I get to the trade section. Yeah. Isaac Humphreys, much the same as Trey Kell. Um, look, mm. he's 334K. I am going to be holding him this week. I was going to be trading him out until Anthony Lamb got injured. Yeah. Uh, he's the easiest one to go to JLA next week. Yeah. I, I think that's it. Like, I, I was in a similar boat with um, with Hump. I was going to hold Lamb. Had Zion Chetham was going to play him on the bench. Uh, didn't need any trades there at Ford and, and, and uh, was possibly going to downgrade or maybe a mango or something and, and get some cash to play around with. But, um, yeah, best laid plans, eh? Yep. Um, Will Magne's getting traded out. I suppose that yeah. runs over. He's not on it's doubles anymore. DJ3J, exactly the same thing. Yeah, there's no surprises in this list, is there? Mitch Creek, people have accidentally kept him an extra week. Um, they're yeah. using their 400K to go to, like, anyone else. That was rough, though, man. He commentated the Friday night game and gave nothing away about the fact he wasn't playing Saturday. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is ruined Supercoach season. Um, Jack McVeigh, Milton Doyle, mate, everybody's just getting off these guys because they're not on doubles anymore. Mm. Uh, let's have a look at... Mate, my, my pot of Xylan Chatham. And mm. suddenly everybody's getting on board. I tell you what, as a creator, I've made some impact. It's definitely nothing to do with his play or Anthony Lamb getting, you know, you banged up. are an influencer. Hashtag Thank you. Maxim. It means a lot, especially coming from you. Um, Parker Jackson Cartwright, 15.6% of people are getting him in, and mm -hmm. I am going to be one of those guys. Yeah, me too, most likely. He's uh... – Look, I don't think the whole uh, Will McDowell-White thing has had too much of an impact. Parker jackson Cartwright's going to be the guy. We've lost a lot of scoring with um, Anthony Lamb out. Look to see PJC try and just heat up, hoik up a few shots. You're not going to get that kind of scoring production from Will McDowell-White. Nope. Um, Gaz Clark, people haven't obviously rectifying the mistake of not having him for four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's consistently good. He's consistently him. Um Mango good. Yeah. Um Mango, um 187k. I can't argue with this. I would yeah. I'm toying with the idea of maybe a Mango outscoring a really 
good player over four games instead of two or three games. Uh, yep. But I'm, I would need some convincing. Look, I just don't see – they've got no backup centre. They, they refuse to play Dame Pineau, which uh, blows me away considering how super coach relevant he was a few seasons ago. But, um, look, what are they going to do when Zion Chiefs in foul trouble or he needs a blow, needs to go to the bench, whatever it is? Um, Mango's going to have to play. He's, he's been starting as it is normally. Um, you got to see at least an extra 10 minutes a game, right? But he he's has burned a lot at, of it. He's priced at like a 15 average, and he's mm. averaged 26 in his last three matches. Um, yeah. I think, I honestly think Cheatham's going to have to play a bit of power forward with Mango mm-hmm. um, playing center with Liam yep. out. That's the way that to get their best five players out there, I can't imagine there's any other way you can do it. Does playing Cheatham at the four start to affect guys like PJC because it, it's going to be very clogged in the lane considering these guys don't really operate very well outside the key compared to an Anthony Lamb? Yeah, probably. That's why you need mm. to have them all. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> why, why not? Um, Justin Robinson, 235K. I'm with you. If I was bringing in a Illawarra guard, it would be Tyler Harvey, not Justin Robinson. And I don't mm. really understand why 4% of people are bringing in Tyler Harvey and 8% of people are bringing in Justin Robinson. A little odd. Maybe, maybe it's a price thing. Maybe there's just not enough cash to bring in Harvey. But, uh, yeah, look, it's almost like voting in Australia, isn't it? You're not really choosing someone, you're, you're voting against the other one. It's um, yeah. Neither option are great. And you have to vote in Australia. So, so, so you have yeah. to pick one. Yeah. So I guess we're going to go hard. Um, um, Sam Froling, 316K. I have absolutely no idea, even after he's 15, why you don't own him. He was uh, – he had a pretty awful weekend, though. He's, um, yeah. he's better than that. Surely he, he turns it around and – Look, they, they won despite how bad he was, but he spent a lot of time on the pine down the um, stretch, and your, your boy Pidgeotto uh, got it done. He was very solid as a bench option. Cuckoo! Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Pinder, uh, 3.8% of people are getting him in. That is a direct knee-jerk reaction to his 53. <laughs> 100%. And the kind of guys who bring Pinder in are probably the same guys who are carrying Tamagotchis around. Absolutely. Um, um, Liafa at 136K playing four games in the next two weeks. If you needed to downgrade, I completely understand. Yeah. And for some reason, 1.4% of people, 72 people are bringing in Anthony Lamb. Um, so what you do on your current Android device or your iPhone is you hold down the screen. And then when you see the little uh, logo of Supercoach and there's a little red cross beside it, you press it and you delete that. Oh, man. Wow, they walk amongst us. This is uh, confronting. Um, look, uh, let's start heading into our trade so we can answer some of these questions. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. Go first because I still am working mine out. Look. I've made one trade. I've got one sitting on my sleeve. I don't quite know what I'm going to do, but uh, I've gotten rid of Anthony Lamb and I bought him PJC. So, uh, look, I can see uh, Braino doing a bit of uh, Rain Man trying to calculate and count cards and see what I've got since I'm playing him in head-to-head this week. So I might leave it at that for now. But, um, look, all the options we talked about, um, I'm playing at. I'm just feeling a little weak in the guard spot. So uh, got a little tinkering to do. So I've actually just done my two trades. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure how I feel about it. Cause I never thought I'd be bringing in Luke Travis this week. Um, okay. But I think I am. I, 
don't have the flexibility of having a guard forward in my guard spot. So I yeah. want to trade out DJ3J. Um, he's got that low floor, which I'm going to be disappointed if he just gets a 10. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going DJ3J to Parker Jackson Cartwright. I'm going Anthony Lamb to Luke Travis because I don't like anyone else. I don't like a young Lee. Um, I've already owned Gary Clark. I already own Cheatham. I'm going to be starting those two regardless. So Travis just becomes a bench guard for me this week. Um, and he, he just what's that? What's Travis worth? 357k. So paying oh. up 7k from Anthony Lamb. Um, averages 28.9. Um, that yeah. means I'm holding Humphreys. I'm holding Trey Kell on the bench. I also toyed with bringing Cotton for Trey Kell, but I do just think Trey Kell will just do as well. Uh, I do like the matchup for Trey Kell against yeah. Brisbane. Um, look, I think Taj McCall or someone maybe tries to pick him up in Perth. I don't think you can ever stop Cotton, but it might stifle him. Um, and then yeah. I can just bring in Cotton next week with a – Trey Kell, if it looks like he's playing. So maybe a Humphreys and a Trey Kell out next week to a JLA and a hopefully a JLA and a Cotton um, I can afford next week. Um, yeah. So I, that means I'm starting Parker Jackson Cartwright, Justin Robinson, Zylan Cheatham, Gary Clark, and Sam Froling with Travis, Todd Blanchfield, Isaac Humphreys, Trey Kell, and Will McDowell White on my bench. Very nicely done. Sensational. Mate, um, should we talk about captains? Do it. Captain, my captain. Me. Captain, my captain. Mate, what are you thinking? I've narrowed down to three. Gary Clark, Zylan Cheatham, Parker Jackson Cartwright. And if you want a, a smoky on the outside... Rolling, but I'm, I'm not liking that one. So, uh, look, I'd probably be looking at Clark and Cheatham as my, my two uh, options. What about yourself? They're the matchups that I like this week as well, um, but I'm just not sure. After – I just spent the last two weeks trying to pod captains and cost myself probably 60 points a week. I think I'm yeah. just going to go with Gary Clark. Gary Clark is going to be the most popular captain this week. I, at 400, don't really need to roll the dice. I'm going to let mm-hmm. other people try to roll the dice and try and knock me off and hopefully move a few spots back um, so that I can move forward. I'm in really good stead this week with good. five, six, seven players on doubles. Very nice. Um, let's Excellent. have a little bit of a chat about some of these questions because they've been running hot. It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. Now, be patient. There's been plenty going on. Um, We've already answered Braino's question. Um, But uh, Theo Manos, um, friend and fan of the show, um, his Mm -hmm. trade is Creek out and Armstrong in, Harvey and Cheat... Creek and Armstrong out, Harvey and Cheatham in, thinking Joe Luala Chul for the last week. Who do we think that he should trade out, Doyle or Cotton? Doyle. Yeah, he's playing one less game than Cotton the next um, the next couple of games. I think it's as simple as that. You, you, you bring, you can hold Cotton. He's done for the year. You got him for that last round. Doyle is stick a fork in him. He's done. Even if Cotton sits one game, uh, which we're hoping he doesn't, mm-hmm. um, even if he does sit one game, we can just, what? Call it even. Still get the same out of Cotton? I think so. Look, um, they're, they're both in similar positions. I think Tazzy will lock up third, Perth will lock up second, and after this weekend, it'll be a done deal. So we talk about resting. Um, whether they do or not, they've both got the same incentive to do it. So, look, Cotton's your guy. Two, two games in the last round as a captain option. Don't get rid of him. This one, I think, is a question. Surely you can't go early on, for example, Perth. 
What if Cotton gets injured a week early and you have to burn some valuable trades? Where was this guy last week saying, surely you can't go early on Lamb? He might tear his Achilles and ruin your entire season. Because that was me. And, yes, that maybe that's a lesson to be learnt. But, like, if you're going a Trey Kell to Cotton, I can't argue with the fact that he's going to play an extra game. Like, yeah. Trey Kell could also get injured and you own him. Like, there's yeah. – anyone can get injured at any time. Um not just players from Perth. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think um, Yeah, it matters. Cotton's fine. If I had to pick one player to benefit from Lamb's injury, it's probably Zylan Cheatham. Yeah, 100%. He's the main beneficiary. Not that his minutes will increase. They may slightly, but the role's going to increase. He's going to be a focus. What else have they got in the front court to put, put the ball in the bucket? You know, Mango gets to catch the ball most weeks. Um, everyone else is on the perimeter. Dame Pinot hasn't played since that standout season he had in southeast Melbourne. Chetham's your guy. Um, yeah, that's a really good question. That was what players benefit from Lamb's injury the most uh, from global. Um, Selcook, Selcook, back again. Um, he's loading up for round 20. He's got 216K left in the bank. And asking whether we go White, I presume it's Isaac White, Liafa, um, Ian, I'm presuming Ian Clark, or Jesse Wagstaff. I'm probably going Liafa, just due to playing the extra game. I'd go with Liafa. I don't like any of those options, really. <laughs> 216K left. What? Let's have a quick look. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can afford at that price. Surely there's got to be a better option than that. Yeah, you'd think so with 216K, like uh, maybe a Mango or Mango's only 187K. Yeah, yeah, I think there's still a bit of value out there. Um, Like Mango's going to play four games and he's 187K. Um, I know Liafa's playing four games and he's 135K, but... Yeah, what about Albridge? Yeah, look... Ulbrich was good last game. Um, sounded like Froling got benched a little bit for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. What else we got? We got uh, Isaiah Liafa. Um, Will McDowell-White. Yeah. He's um, 105K. Todd Blanchfield. I prefer Blanchfield over Liafa. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd take all those over the alpha. Cody Blanchfield, 145k. Is Usher still oh. under that money? No, he's uh, 233 now. Sorry, ignore me. Yeah. You know, that's Chris Gilding's only really 218k. Are. Solid. You could downgrade to a Chris Gilding and have a punt that he just fucking get, runs hot in the last game. Absolutely. Talking of uh, running hot, Austin Rapp from uh, Southeast Melbourne. Didn't play this last weekend because he was playing for the Victorian under-20 state team at the Nationals. Did you see the finish to the final? Yes, that was bonkers. And the run out of the stadium finish was – that's a phenomenal celebration. He he called game. And that that was uh, on that Roman Salupa's head, man. 104 all. Turn around, nothing but net. That was – Wow, that was impressive. They're all over. He, he was all over him like white on rice too. That that was well defended. Man, he elevated like you couldn't have done anything else. Like he threw up a prayer and it just looked good from the second lefty fan. Um, but have I ever told you about the time that I was at nationals and uh, Delhi and I combined for thirty six points? Yeah, how many did you score? Well, he had thirty four. <laughs> yes, um, I think I have heard that actually. It is what it is. He probably recalls um, it as fondly as I do. Yeah, yeah. I think he actually um, he actually tells it around the dinner table a little bit. Yeah, it sort of just slips in right after that, uh, you know, championship next to LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, right up there where he went to hospital from drinking too many coffees. <laughs> yeah, apparently. 
Um, <laughs> Corey Blackledge is asking, uh, which two does he trade out between McVeigh, Kel, or Hump this week? Um, McVeigh and Hump, but I just don't know who you bring in for Hump. That's where I'm stuck. I think you I... can bring in better players for Kel. If you've got McVeigh, though, it might be the difference of being able to massage Lamb into a guard, if that's the way you want to go, because of his dual position. Um, Humph, you could easily downgrade to a Mango um, or an Ulbrich. Both of them are going to play four games now. Both have similar-ish bench roles. Um but then you've got cash, you've got to do something with it if you're, you're cash poor. I hate downgrading now. Like, I just wonder if, like, Hump's probably just going to score as many as Mango and Ulbrich this week. Yeah, but I think the reason you do it, though, is if you need that extra cash to bring in a Cotton or someone next week. Yeah, but Kel, you can nearly go sideways to Cotton. Pretty much, yeah. So... Just hold Kel a week, go McVeigh to – I would go McVeigh and – Hump, if you have somebody to go to at centre. Otherwise, go Kel, just go early on a cotton and yeah, Hump will be good. He'll get you 30. Do it. Um, I just want to mention again that Brano's doing whatever the opposite of you say. Um, and that Maddie Spanish is second to mu- none. Thanks, Rob's Punk. Um, Sending a Matrix live trade. Yes, that was Luke Travis coming in. Um mm-hmm. Arson is mentioning that it's Cheatham season, and yes, I'm probably going to have to have a chat about to somebody about my internet. It's awful. You know what's been um, um it's been eating at me all year, Matrix. Last comment, Arson. Is that I've always been reading that as Ars Dragon. I was like, <laughs> what is this guy's kink? It's Arson Dragon. <laughs> oh, well, this guy's like got a little bit of a fetish, old Ars Dragon. But um, okay, it makes a lot more sense now that you've said it. What is your projected score this week? Um, Rob Punk's projected score is 390. Mine is 445. But I haven't got it right yet. Or, yet so. Mine doesn't show up because I'm still on the um, unpaid subscription. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Thanks. That's fantastic. You tight, Cub. Um, <laughs> um Corey Blackledge, does he trade Young Lee? I'm presuming it's Young Lee because they definitely trade Marcus Lee. Um, mm-hmm. Do you trade Lee or hold? I am not seeing any upside in Young Lee at the moment, but with four games, I actually don't think he's worth trading out, if you know what I mean. Like, the answer is yes, if you have a luxury trade, trade him out, but I think that you probably just hold. Yeah, I think so. At this stage, if it's it's obviously going to be a bench spot, has the potential to pop up big. Um, you can you can do a lot more with your trades. So that's not one I'd be worrying about. I've got way worse players um, sitting on my bench. We did have a chat a little earlier about who trading out. He actually has doesn't have Lamb and already has Cotton. Um, so he would go Kel to PJC, and he would do Hump. To Mathieng? Can't do Mathieng. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to do Hump to Mathieng considering you've got 150k there. Are you sitting on minus 200k, mate? Yeah, I don't know. Probably the only other one similar to Mathieng would be um, Albridge. Yeah, I prefer Mathieng over Albridge this week. Like, I know you keep bringing you know up Albridge, but. I kind of like Hump over both of them. <laughs> Yeah, cool. He's obviously got downgrade someone. Maybe you could downgrade a McVeigh to a Todd Blanchfield to give you the money to go, to give you some flexibility elsewhere. Kelder PJC is actually a downgrade, so you're going to bank 50K. You can. Just on a side note, do you think Dane Pineau gets meaningful minutes now? Is he going to get something? Like, if you want to downgrade to a 50K player, is he, is he going to get. He's you a good enough. Minutes? He's a good enough. Mm. Get you eight points. Well, better than what Wiley Bales has got me in the last 16 weeks. <laughs> On that note, I'm uh, I'm sensing the, um, what would I say, the salt in your voice. 
Unless it's salt, all right. Mm. Um, look, I think that wraps up our round 18 preview. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of exactly how my trades finish up on the Discord. Um, just to just to see what happens. I'm going to go have a look at the community team now. Uh, we've got a couple days to handle it, uh, mm-hmm. which we're all riding on the community team now that they're 42nd overall. Absolutely. We're going to claim that as ours, man. That's going up in the bio. Yeah, yeah. Good luck to Dave from Do It For Jack. I can really hope that yep. he uh, comes away with the ASX, and this will be a pivotal week this week for him. Um, but... Yeah, apart from that, I think we've we've got to wrap it up. Yeah. Let's call it time of death, 2037. You've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Cheerio.